Welcome to week 11 of the This Week in Film podcast. The most bestest podcast. Yes. The bestest. I had no faith that we would make it to double digits, so this is amazing. Neither did I. It's yeah. pretty great. I mean, this is pretty great. we've come a long way. The voice you just heard was of Charlie Chester. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Ray Rodominke. Hey, what's up? Charlie, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. And Ray, you're coming back for your second episode. Yeah. Happy to be back. All Thanks right. for having me. Appreciate We're all that. excited for another week of film conversation. It'll be a great show. <laughs> Ray, what did you see this week? I saw the documentary Amy, directed by Asif Kapadia. Documentary about Amy Winehouse, the uh, late singer who died uh, at an early age. And yeah, the movie just chronicles her life from when she started out as a, you know, as an aspiring singer and growing into, you know, what she became, you know, she was one of the biggest stars in the world for, you know, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. The documentary is very well done. It's very interesting. It's there's no like talking heads or anything. There's interviews with people like her manager, her her dad, her her friends. But the whole documentary is archival footage. Oh, it's no post death. Right. right. Uh, oh, that's, and that's cool. It's amazing like how much footage they had of just her like sitting around talking with her friends, her just like you know singing on her own like privately in friends' apartments in the studio messing around. And, like, this, the archival footage, like, starts from when she's, like, 16 years old, like, before she's even famous. Mm. And, like, it's amazing how people, like, whoever was with her, like, thought to, like, film, like, all this stuff without really even knowing that she was ever going to be, you know, what she was. So that was a really interesting part. And, yeah, so they basically just play all this archival footage and everybody from her life is interviewed and talks about her throughout the film. Does it show, like, another side that, like, we haven't heard yet or no? Well, I guess, I guess... Kind of. I mean, I feel like at the time, especially when she got famous, the access to her was a, was a, just kind of as it is now. Like, you knew that she had a drug problem. Mm-hmm. You knew that she was kind of a train wreck, and that kind of just shows you that. The one thing that I didn't know is just how she got into drugs and, like, how she was kind of already into drugs before she got famous. Like, she, this wasn't, like, one of those the stories where, like, the person gets famous and then all of a sudden they just, like, fall apart. Yeah. She was already kind of, like, teetering on the edge before she even dipped into stardom. She kind of had a, a weird home life growing up. It kind of it wasn't a surprise to her friends and stuff, like, how she got the way she was. Was she famous before... She blew up over here. Like, was she a famous she was, British singer? Yeah, she, then... she 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 was, she was pretty big in Britain with her first album, which we didn't really know. Her second album is the album with like Rehab mm-hmm. and uh, Trouble and all those songs. She, so she, yeah, she was pretty big in in, the, in Britain, and then it was, there was a while before her second album. I think it was like uh, two or three years, and then finally she recorded the second album, and that's when she blew up and she won all the Grammys in the U.S. and stuff. Hmm. But then she died, you know, fear, she died at 27, the famous, like, 27, right. a bunch of famous people have died at that age. She died at that age, and, yeah, it was kind of just like, poof, you know, she was gone. So, yeah, was, I thought it was very very well done, very interesting. It's great to see, like, a documentary about, kind of similar to like, the Kurt Cobain documentary, if you guys, if you guys saw that. That new one, the montage. montage of heck. I haven't seen it. Just, just see how, like, somebody that, like, messed up and troubled can also can just like turn it on when they come on stage you know mm-hmm. she would go on stage completely blasted but then just be amazing you know wow. there, there actually was one cool quote from the movie her manager he says it actually in the very beginning he says like she was the best at like making you feel like the most important person in the world when you're around her but then use that to her advantage and then would make you feel so small at other times in, in her life hmm. like basically make you feel like that you're like her best friend and then, like, a week later, would act like you didn't even know her. 
uh, like and a that, concept puppeteering right, sort of thing. Right, so uh, kind of like pulling a Charlie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I saw the movie uh, uh, based on listener Jackie's suggestion. I watched the movie The Thing, which John Carpenter's oh, The man. Thing from 19... Awesome movie. 80... It's in the 80s somewhere. 80? My man crushed Kurt Russell circa yeah. 1980 yeah. jumps in there. This is vintage yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell, why is he wearing that hat? I don't know if you've <laughs> seen the movie recently, but he wears the stupidest hat. Well, it they're looks, in Antarctica, right? Isn't they're in they Antarctica, but he's not wearing like a cold, like like one of those Russian hats or anything like that. It's like a if you took a cowboy hat and married it with a sombrero, uh-huh. and he's just wearing it while he's flying a helicopter <laughs> around. That movie was perfect. It, yeah. I haven't seen it since I was probably 13 or 14 or something like that, but it is perfect from, from the beginning yeah. until the end. That slow burn where, like, yeah. Yeah. great practical effects. Oh, my God, they're so cool. Especially yeah. for, like, 1980. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Dude, it's got one of the best slow burn scenes ever when they're testing their own blood. Oh, the yeah. The Petri dishes. Yeah. And it's just slow, like a you slow, creepy it build. It takes so long to, yeah. to do it, and you, you don't know who it is. Yeah. And... Right. Yeah, it's perfect. Done. But why? Why is he holding the dish in his hand while he's like sticking that hot wire? In it? Especially after when he stabs the one blood thing with the wire, when he when he hits the wire on the one thing and it explodes with the monster. In right, it. right. Why? The next one he goes to test, he's still holding it right next to his face while he's doing. Everything Kurt Russell does in the movie is is dumb. Right. Yeah. I also don't understand who they are. Because it feels like they're a research expedition, yeah, yeah. but they aren't doing any science. They don't really explain it to you. It feels like it's a like an army outpost, but yeah. there's guys just smoking weed left yeah. and right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're just there, yeah. And then the one thing I always thought about, too, watching the movie, some, I guess you sometimes can't... they're outside for like long periods of time, and it's got to be like... It's really cold. Well, in that's Antarctica, why you wear right? your stupid hat. It keeps yeah. your, keeps I know, your ears warm. But sometimes <laughs> when I'm watching, I'm thinking like, this thing, they're gonna die of like frostbite if they're outside for more than like yeah. twenty minutes. The like some of the visuals in that. I remember like the trailer when I was a kid, like of him just lighting the um, the flare, mm-hmm. just like all that stuff. It's just visually, it's like this. Carpenter did not hold back. This no, was this, this was, was like his baby. Yeah. You know, I read somewhere it said that this is his favorite of all the movies that he's made. Well, nice. you know, in Halloween, the kids, the movie they're watching on the TV on Halloween night, and they're mm-hmm. freaked out, is the original thing oh the black and white thing that's okay. cool so it's almost like he's wanted this right. his entire career it's, you know? it's a good movie man i mean perfect amount of people to sacrifice right, right you know right. without being so many you don't care about any of them yeah that one head the head that falls off of the body like it melts off the body and then it grows legs yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh it's so creepy <laughs> it's so creepy and then it like crawls away, and you think, how do they not see this giant head <laughs> spider creature leaving the room? Everybody has 40 flares a person. Yeah. And they're also all strapped with dynamite, which just sounds the smartest thing right. ever. I'm going to put, I'm going to hold this giant flame right next to this dynamite I'm wearing. They, it, it originates from the ship that they find in the ice, not like frozen. Or did they pull in a it block was fro- of ice? Like at the beginning of the movie, well, this, this Swedish or Nordic 
people like the Nordic Research Station uh-huh. find it and they they wake it up or whatever. Oh, that's why at the beginning of the movie there's like a helicopter and they're shooting yeah. at the dog because the dog right. has it. Like when the movie first came out, it was hammered by critics. Critics didn't like it. Like one critic said, it's nothing more than a giant advertisement for J and B Scotch. <laughs> and they, um, I guess they drink that a lot in the movie. Yeah, that's all Kurt Russell drinks. Yeah. He drinks J&B Scotch and original cores. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to a lot of movies, though. Like, I remember, like, they always say Scarface was, like, not perceived well when it first came out, and now it's, like, a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with the power of hindsight, you get to watch it over <laughs> and right. again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that flick, man. Yeah, so it's a good choice. And Charlie, what fresh hell do you have for us today? Oh, come today? on, Nick. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I, uh, I swear so to God, if you say Superman 4... <laughs> Well, so Superman, Batman vs. Superman came out this week. Right. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'm going to watch a superhero movie this week. So I thought about it, and I found the perfect superhero movie to watch. Super Mario Brothers. God damn. <laughs> 1993 no. with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. And nice. it is... Amazing. <laughs> do you guys remember the movie at all? I, yes, I do, and I, I saw it I when saw it came it, out. I saw uh, it in theaters. When and it I came think out. that's it. I yeah. haven't seen it since. So, uh, okay. I've seen a nine year old. So sad. <laughs> I've seen it probably four or five times, too. Uh, great. So, the, the basic, you know, everyone knows the story in the video game. Basically, two plumbers right. on an adventure to save Princess peach or daisy or whichever princess it is or whatever so in this movie they do a weird thing where they're trying like it takes place in brooklyn right Mm -hmm. they do a pretty good job with every bad stereotype you can imagine in the early 90s they would do for uh these guys are like the underdog plumbers like no one's calling them for work so you're building up these gems these these two guys that like you know uh you're gonna love they get Bob Hoskins, fresh off of Bob Hoskins, Who is like Roger Rabbit. my secret like favorite actor of all time. <laughs> I love this dude. He's fantastic. Yeah, lovable, angry curmudgeon. Yeah, you know. So they he get plays, the call. He plays Mario. <laughs> yes, Bob Hoskins plays Mario, and uh, Luigi is played by John Leguizamo, who are the Mario brothers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. The only thing is, John Leguizamo is Hispanic. And his adopted son. <laughs> yeah, they don't explain, like, yeah, what? They have no parents, apparently. Right. So they get called to, like, uh, all these plumbing things, you know, fighting for their scraps. And then all of a sudden they get called to this this one spot. Pipes are leaking. It's an excavation for dinosaur bones in the middle of Manhattan. It's totally normal. That's why the traffic's so bad in New York. So, <laughs> so, so they go down, and the head woman in charge of this name is Daisy. So you're like, okay, all right. So they found their princess. Right. And they get, like, sucked into this portal. Now, you come to find that Time of the Dinosaurs, the, um, the kill event, the asteroid that hit the planet, s- apparently split the planet into two dimensions. There's our dimension and this other dimension. We evolved from apes and the other dimension, they evolved from lizards. What do you think evolution turns them into? What's the actor's name? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that's what... That's what evolution from a lizard turns you into is Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper plays King Koopa. I totally which forgot Dennis Hopper makes was even no in this movie. He's really bad. Uh, they, you know, they get he, he holds his arms up like Mr. Burns a little bit to say that like you know he came from a T Rex or whatever. But like <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. 
Now, they want the two dimensions to meld again because King Koopa wants to rule all of Earth, which is a strange device. Like, I don't understand, like, why they don't just go through the portal and just come to Earth. Why do the dimensions have to melt? Anyway, just let that go. Uh, so the other thing is they what? have... The filmmakers did. Why can't we? <laughs> He's creating his... Um, his minions, which are like these little reptile men with like huge dudes with like little reptile heads. The Goombas. The Goombas. And, Look uh, just like they do in the video game. Yeah, right. And you can step on them. The filmmakers here, the writers, were just like, I want to reinvent this completely. Because it's got hints of the video game, but they go off on complete tangents. So they, he's making these minions or whatever. That's how he takes over, you know? Like, But no, he's, he's, he wants to meld these two universes, which, you know, it just keeps driving it forward in a terrible way. And then the other thing, the most ridiculous part about it, is that uh, the city is overrun by fungus, and it keeps helping the Mario Brothers. It keeps giving them little bombs and stuff. It's Makes really strange. Sense. Makes sense yeah, to me. It's just like it's a living just organism. Like, just like the video game. Yeah. They keep getting this stuff. You come to find that King Koopa de-evolved... They call it the Evolve Order. The original king and turned him into this fungus that has infected the city. Instead of killing the dude, so the he king... de-evolves him. Did they, in the video game, portray... Let me just say no, they didn't. The king... <laughs> no matter what you're going to say, no, it wasn't in the game. As a drippy anus coming from the ceiling and has some sort of like nonverbal communication with his daughter, Daisy who now is, like, you know, on the hunt to stop Koopa from doing what he's doing. No, that's not in the game. No, that's not for the game. Um, so, yeah, I totally recommend this movie to yeah. you guys to watch. That's Everything it. about that movie was a disappointment. Yeah, Yoshi gets stabbed in the neck for no good reason. And, like, no one dies in the movie. They talk about killing each other, but no one dies. And then in the end... Um, Dennis Hopper doesn't tell someone to, hey, what's that? And then shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> to accommodate like their jumping power in the video in the video game, they give him like these boots. When you click your heels, heels together, there's a mechanical thing that like almost like a spring-loaded thing. Right. But it happens so slowly that the physics of it make absolutely no sense. They'd slowly float. Well, yeah. that was week 11 yep. of the This Week in Film podcast. Ray, why don't you let them know where they can find us? You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and www.thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. Yeah, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever whatever it takes. Charlie. Boys Zero is going to be available in print. Um, I keep saying it, but it should be later this week. Oh, very cool. So nice. you can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, CaliberComics.com, and then cross your fingers, hopefully in brick and mortar uh, later this year. Brick and mortar is my favorite store. Yeah, yeah, my Nice. Too. Ray, you have anything going on? No, no comic books to promote or anything. Just watching movies. Okay, and I think that'll about do it Dude, for... Well, what's the question for the week. Oh, Ray, yeah. What's your Ray's... Oh, oh. shit. I didn't look up any of the responses from last week. <laughs> I was excited to hear some of the responses. We got a bunch. What was the question? Matt says his favorite Val Kilmer movie was Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Nice. He thinks he did a great job in The Doors, but nothing beats him saying, I've got two guns, one for each of you. That was a terrible <laughs> impression. <laughs> Ray, what's your... Ray's random request for this week. What is your favorite movie based on a video game? 
Oh, that's a good Very one. good. There's a, lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good ones out there. There's also a lot of bad ones out there. Oh, man. That might As we learned a, from today. Trying right? to think of a good one. My buddy begged me to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation and make you guys oh. watch that, but I, I couldn't even sit through it. I started no, no, it. I could start. I the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the first one's great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.